Welcome, guys. This is something new that I'm trying um, podcast where I have guests on. Well, today I have some special content creators. Um, Sheena is on Twitter, and she's a content creator there. Kiss My Cheeks, and her name is everywhere. She is a content creator on YouTube, Twitter, and other places. Also, a mentee of mine. I decided to try something new, um, like a podcast, having a few guests on. So, hey, they came through to my house, and we had a conversation about black women, you know, dark-skinned black women, light-skinned black women. We had that conversation. So, I hope you guys enjoy, and um, I'll be doing more things like this in the future. All right, let's do this. Hey, mama, what is going on? I can't believe this is working. Oh, my goodness, and Sheena is here. Hello, everybody. This is um, I just a podcast, really quick. It's not even like in their name. And I was testing, and I add my queen, unbeknownst to them. Uh, <laughs> Hi, kids, my cheese. Hi, Sheena. Hey, Kamisha. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Oh, wow. This is so cool. I've never seen this before. Hi, Kiss My Cheeks. Hi, Kamisha. So, this is my podcast. It's going to be happening once this is done and recorded. I'll probably add a couple little tones to it, and then it'll be uploaded, and then it'll be on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But, yeah. So, um, on, on Twitter today, we were speaking about Taylor. And with three black women, I wanted to actually talk about being on reality TV and being a black woman. Um, we not only do we watch it, we also review it. All the two different have different takes, different tastes on reality TV. And so, I kind of wanted to get you guys' opinion about um, black women on reality TV, and you know, going as far as back as Flavor Flav to now, um, what changes have you guys seen or strides or whatever? Um, as far as reality TV, and you can go, you can put in there with Big Brother, the competition shows, to the dating shows. I just want to get you guys' take on that. Wait, I have a question. How do you mute your mic? How do you do that? Um, actually, I don't think there's even a option for that. Oh, okay, because I was about to eat my um, chips and queso. I guess I won't do that because I don't want to hurt y'all's ears. Me too. I've been eating pizza because I'm trying to sober up. So I'm like, I hope. They Wait. Oh, did you? Did you? Do you know how to mute your mic? Kiss my cheeks. No, I had just pulled my phone away from my mouth. I was like, I hope they can't hear me. <laughs> no, she pulled the phone away from her mouth. To be honest with you, Kamisha, I don't think it has changed. Because you saw Tammy was just on the real world homecoming. She was having to discuss um, a lot of racial issues. She got into that fight with David because she told him he had a slave mentality, which he does. So she had to, you know, he was basically being a Terrence. So she had to address that. And she was the only black woman in the house. So she was by herself. We're looking at everything that Taylor is going through. So I actually... Um, the only thing that's changed is that now because we have social media, we can respond to things and networks can see it and they can say, okay, the people don't like that. Okay, noted. How are we going to pivot? How are we going to change directions? How are we going to do whatever? That's the difference because I don't know if you ladies have seen 
um, conversations about this, but people were talking about what happened with Janet Jackson and the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, if we had had Twitter then, we could have saved her. Like all, everything that happened to her career, it would never have happened because we would have been talking about it on Twitter, but we didn't have Twitter then. We didn't have, um, you know, Facebook and YouTube then that were as popular as they are now to talk about. We didn't have TikTok then. And so I think that's what the difference is, is that now there's a space where people can be held accountable for the racist, misogynistic, colorist things that they do. Whereas in the past, there was no space for that. Hundred percent. What you guys say about that? Because uh, my change, you got anything you want to add? I agree. I think that was the biggest point. The only thing that has changed is we have social media to bring things to the forefront. Not necessarily that these big corporations care about racism, but they care about the image and the advertising dollars. And so if we speak up enough, then they're willing to make changes so their bottom line isn't affected. And if we think back to um, Janet Jackson, that was CBS. So, oh, wow. We also have more networks and Black producers where now we have, instead of exploiting the Black woman, you know, for her slang and, you know, making us a caricature, you know the word I'm trying to say, but uh, I will abuse words. I'm a numbers person, not a English person. I'm I'm the opposite. Right. So I got you on the numbers, you got me on the words. Yeah. But um we now have shows where we can see positive black families and not just black women arguing, fussing and fighting and reading. So we do have a little bit more control nowadays as well. Now, as far as black women, it seems like the dark-skinned black women, we do get like <sighs> this negative thing or whatever. Even, okay, I'm going to ask you guys like a really question. Like, I'm not trying to get you cool later or anything, but as far as like dating, you know, it's 2022, so most women are pretty open. But I don't know how you guys feel about it, so I don't want to just, like, put you out there. But as far as for me, my story is just complete, just boring as hell. Um, I, I'm not dating anybody. I've been divorced for, like, fucking forever. And like I said, I'm my ex-husband. And I paid to make sure he was my ex-husband, over $2,000. That lets you know how much I want to be divorced. So dark-skinned black women, as far as they say, trying to date is also a struggle. I don't know them out there, but I believe it. Um, I know that Sheena is, you know, even though she advocates for a dark skin black woman, she's not dark skin. I'm, I'm correct on that, right, Sheena? Sheena. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for you, seeing as far as women out there dating, do you see there's a difference as far as men? Um, and same with uh, Kim Machi also is a, a, a beautiful karma. So <clears throat> I feel like I'm a mixture of both. I'm not like black black, but I'm like I got the red tone, but I'm still black as fuck, you know. Um, how do you guys feel about that? I, it, it doesn't matter who says it, but I, I'm curious to know how do you guys feel about that? Because I'm pretty sure you have your own uh, negative thing about dating, but compared to a dark-skinned black woman, which there is a difference, how do you guys feel about that? Wait, what is the... I'm unclear. What is the question? Sorry. Dark-skinned black woman, um, you guys have dated in as far as being your tone or whatever. Do you see a difference whether it was your friend or cousin or whatever um, how men treat you guys as far as how they treat us when <clears throat> dating. 
Okay. Kiss my cheeks. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, well, I'll go first because I feel like mine's is shorter because I'm currently not dating because I'm married. But I do have dark skinned friends that are single. But I I I personally feel like dating in twenty twenty two is hard in general because people don't want to date. But I can only speak for my experiences because I do consider myself a light-skinned black person, but I'm also a plus-sized woman. And I can't tell you how many times, and you know I consider myself a bad bitch. I have been And you are. Both of y'all. But you don't understand how many people throughout my life, because I've always been plus size. I've never been skinny my entire life. Where people have told me, oh, you you should be happy you light skinned because, you know, trying to say if I was a dark skinned plus size woman, I wouldn't be cute, but I should be happy I'm light skinned because that's what makes me cute. And people have the audacity to say this to your face or mm. be happy, you know, I hate the good hair thing, but be happy you got good hair, you know, I've heard that, so I can't speak to how hard it is as a dark-skinned woman, but I know how much it aggravates me as a light-skinned woman for someone to compliment my beauty in reference to my skin tone, because it makes me feel like, well, if I wasn't this skin tone, you wouldn't be in my face. Hmm. You wouldn't want to try to get to know me as a person. You only want to come over in my face because I'm light-skinned, and that has always aggravated me so I know it has to be 10 times harder for a darker skinned person because there's no telling what they're telling them but I can't speak on that because I'm not dark skinned hmm Tina okay so this is what I will tell you so I don't know if I've told you ladies this before. I think I have. But I'm from Pennsylvania. So I was born in the early 80s. When I was growing up, there was not a lot of talk about skin tone. Like, it's just kind of like, we're Black, we're all Black. Yeah. When I came to, I came to Atlanta to go to college, and I've been here ever since. When I came to Atlanta that's when it was really emphasized to me that I am a light-skinned woman. I'm plus size as well. And I've been plus size basically ever since I went through puberty because I have um, a hormone disorder. So I think that might contribute to it somewhat. I'm not sure. But I came to Atlanta and it was literally like red bone this. One time I was in a club and some guy called me big red, like light skin this, light, like in the South, there is a huge emphasis on skin tone. And that was kind of a culture shock to me because I was not used to that. And I never been, I just thought of myself as being a black woman. I never even really thought that much about being light skinned until I came down here. And so what I have, I do know that dark skinned black women here talk about how light-skinned black women are chosen over them all the time if you look at um celebrities male celebrities that are married to black the black men that are married to black women which that's a small pool let's let's start there 
of the ones that are married to black women, the majority of their wives are light skinned. Like, let's, let's just be honest. And so I have never had anybody make the comment to me that Kiss My Cheeks was talking about, but I've never had an issue finding men, having men be attracted to me. And like Kiss My Cheeks said, I can't speak to the experience of a dark-skinned Black woman. But what I will say is that I have heard them say that there is, there definitely seems to be that black men have a preference to date light-skinned women. And like I said, that is what is reflected in the media. And when you look at male celebrities that are married to black women. Well, I'm going to this um, as far as my skin tone and um, dating. I even have freckles across my face. So for me, as a black woman, I had, I always feel like I had so many strikes. You, you're a black woman. Um, you have freckles across your face. I wasn't into makeup and all that. Maybe some lip gloss, lipstick. That's it. Um, I always had tight curly hair, and my sister, who is red, who they call red, actually is her nickname. Um, light complected, feather hair. Um, you know, I always did like what I was always short. You know, um, shape. But anyway, most of the people call me baby boob because I had a shape like that. That still didn't make me feel like. Oh, wow, because I saw my sister and saw her tone and just wondered what happened. Why did I get the freckles? And I'm dark complected. Dark complex, a dark complexion or brown, maybe I should say not dark, but brown with freckles or any kind of spots. It is not a pleasant thing for a young girl at 14 and 13. So for me, dating was always like uh, hit or miss, but I always had confidence. I didn't care. I put on glasses. I was like, like me, don't like me. I got a big dunk, whatever. I got hips, I ran track. I, you know, I was a tomboy. I just, I just didn't care. Um, I ended up getting married, and that was a failure. One day we'll get into it, you know, whatever. But for me, um, I just always felt like that being dark skinned black woman trying to date was always trash. I always felt like that they would want somebody like my sister or somebody who was like you guys as far as light skinned or whatever, um, like complected. The red bones, because I'm from Louisiana, and the red bones are the ones that the guys really love. If you will go to New Orleans, or if you are in any part of Louisiana, that is a big thing. The red bones, or whatever. I mean, they like all of us. Don't get twisted. I'm just saying, growing up and traveling back home to Louisiana, I, I, I traveled everywhere because I was a military brat. Um, my dad was in the Air Force, so we traveled most of my life. But whenever we went back home, um, I would get called white girl because. I originally came from the north. I was born in California. So when we would go home, it was a culture shock for me as well. Like you were saying, um, I didn't know <laughs> the identity crisis that I had in my life was crazy. It's like if I spoke the old country, um, who I miss, um, uncles and whoever would be like, you sound like a white girl. And I didn't know how to take that. It's like, I want to blend in. And it's just like for me, a black girl, dark skin, brown skin, go through so much and I think there should be more conversations that uh, women should have regardless of the skin tone because I know that even being called red and this is my sister other people and cousins that they've had their issues with people they have said oh, you're not black enough you're not black and you of course they're black so I feel like there's two sides of every core and people say well I want to be light skin whatever and then I hear these stories from my cousins like I said I'm from Louisiana we're all different tones They've had issues too. And you guys, both you guys, probably can say you've had things happen to you guys in your past um, that wasn't pleasant because of your skin tone. So I'm just happy that we're having this conversation and happy that you guys uh, 
took some time to come into my podcast to have this conversation. Um, is there anything that you guys want to say? Um, your experience is completely different from mine. I know it is. Um, you know, we come from different areas of the world. I grew up differently, and our skin tones are different. And people would not think that they think, oh, you're all black. It should be the same. It's not. It's like apples and oranges or whatever. Um, Chino. I just want to say this, because I want to make sure for whoever who hears this understands this. Okay. I'm a light-skinned black woman. I've heard every light-skinned joke there is. Like, you know, you're like vanilla bean ice cream, a little bit of black, mostly white. Like, every light-skinned joke, I've heard it. I've heard them all. But I want to stress and make sure that people understand. Whatever people have to say about to me, to make fun of me for being light-skinned, whatever, is nothing, nothing compared to what dark-skinned Black women have to go through. There is no such, just like there is no such thing as reverse racism, there is no such thing as reverse colorism. Colorism only goes one way. So whatever happens to me pales in comparison to what happens to dark-skinned Black women. The way dark-skinned Black women have been treated, absolutely disgusting, despicable, disgraceful. And so I want to make sure I'm very clear about that and that people understand that. And um, when we talk about like the word aggressive, and I said this in one of my spaces one time, I cannot recall a time that a white person has said to my face that I am aggressive. Now I was in somebody's, uh, I think it was Dylan's space. I was in his space and I was talking and somebody in his comments said that I was aggressive, but no white person has ever said that to my face. I know that that is an experience that dark-skinned black women have all the time. And the job that I work at, I've had white male supervisors where I have made clear in emails that they can save and keep and share with anybody, you're not gonna talk to me any kind of way. I have never had anybody respond and say, you're aggressive. That to me, that's a, an element of light skin privilege. Because if I was a dark skinned black woman, I probably couldn't get away with doing that. Y'all see how I act on the space? That's how I act in my life. I just don't, I just might not cuss as much. But I've always been in situations where I make it clear to people, I will not stand for disrespect. If I was a dark skinned black woman, I probably couldn't get away with doing that. Like I'm a lawyer. I have worked in environments where I've been the only black one. I've worked in environments where I've been the only woman. So the things that um, like you've heard Aza talk about, about like being very careful and that you can't show as, um, how strong you are and things like that. I think Taylor has said some things like that in the house. I take that into account but I don't take it into account as nearly as much as I would have to if I was a dark-skinned Black woman. Because everything you said has happened to me. I've been called aggressive so many times. I've Even when uh, a person who is not of color, a white person, I'll just say this, before was like, he even questioned me being Black. You you know, that it was a person uh, that wasn't of color that was being like, you know, really urban, all this stuff. I remember I just got the military not me, but my dad did. So, you know, I remember he was like, you, you know, you they're more black than you. And they thought it was funny. And I remember I was so offended that I stood in that back room because I was at work and went off on this individual, like, you know, going off, whatever. And he would just look at me like, it's not a big deal. You know, you don't act black. 
And I'm like, what's acting black? I remember I kept saying it over and over and over. Because I have, I, I mean, because I, I pronounce my words. I don't know. Sips, uh, <laughs> I, syllables, I, I don't know what it is. I, I kept saying, what, what is the difference? I'm black every day. If I get pulled over today or you get pulled over tomorrow, it's going to be a difference. I was like, I don't get it. So it kills me when they prejudge us or say these things. Kid Machi, you want to add to the conversation, Mama? Um, I have a lot of lot to say about what she just said. Number one, I totally agree. Like you took the words out of my mouth about colorism being reversed. Like darker skinned black women have it much harder because my best friend is dark skinned and I hear I hear the stories. And so you know how people be like, oh, <clears throat> the um, darker skinned women don't like me because I'm light skinned and they used to pick on me and I used to always have to fight because I'm light skinned like no they've had it way worse way worse even though I don't condone any of that but we need to talk more and I don't know if we could ever eliminate colorism because some people are just ignorant and they aren't going to change but we need to really educate on what colorism really is because it doesn't go both ways and I think a lot of people who are lighter skinned feel like well it's okay to be a certain way because they don't like me either and it shouldn't we shouldn't be like that so I agree with everything you said about that Sheena I don't know why I'm an emotional wreck but I feel like this is a safe place to say what I have to say, especially since I don't I didn't put my real name in here. Um, I have been called aggressive at work and it really, really bothers me because there are a few black people in my department, but I'm in management and on the management level, I'm the only black person on that level. And it broke me down because I'm already, I already come to work being highly professional because I don't want to be the angry black woman. I don't want to be, I don't, I don't say curse words at work at all. Like when I talk about flipping the light switch, I really am a different person at work because I try to be highly professional and not offend anyone. But on my annual review, on an annual review they came to me and didn't say that I have said anything aggressive but they were like your facial expressions are aggressive and people have come to us and said that your facial expressions make you unapproachable and I didn't know how to take that I'm like I can't control my face I can't control you can't control how you look at people but how I look at you I'm aggressive and unapproachable. And see, that's the thing about it. And that's and I'm really happy that that's why I love you, Kid My Cheek, that you're so open to say this because I've been called that at work. I've been called that online as a black blogger, you know, in the beginning of my journey before, you know, <clears throat> I got to where I am now. I would get that in my comments, like all the time. Oh, you're so aggressive. Like, why are you so aggressive? I'm like, why am I being aggressive? Because I'm being passionate about a topic as a blogger that I have researched, interviewed the person or whatever, and speaking about it, 
So you call me aggressive because I may be a little bit louder, but I'm very passionate about what I'm talking about. That does not make me aggressive. It makes me passionate. Mm-hmm. And how there can be that difference or they don't understand the difference between passion or being passionate or being aggressive. Like, that's the only adjective they can use when it comes to us, regardless of our tone. Of another woman is going to be aggressive. Hey, mm-hmm. Sheena, welcome back. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. But how can your face be aggressive? Well, the, the thing about it, I've been called aggressive by just not because I don't smile a lot. I wear a mask at work or whatever. But even when I'm online, I mean, yes, I laugh. It's, it's funny I laugh about it. But generally, when I walk around, just be 100%. I don't walk around with a smile. I've never been that type of person. I've been called mean because of it to the point where I was like, fuck it, I'm mean. I'm being, this is me just giving my own tea again here, just us talking. Um, I don't smile. So be being called aggressive, being called a bitch, or oh, I know she's going to talk shit, or even when we watch Taylor. Like, I resonate so much with Taylor because I've been, I've been told her before, oh, I know she's going to get loud. I've been around the corner and heard men talking at a job that I've been at. And Maybe they were going to give me some negative news. I don't know what's going on. You know she's going to get upset and probably uh, cause a scene. That's normally the um, way they describe us. If there is a confrontation in their mind or a conversation that they think may turn into a confrontation, then the response is they're going to cause a scene. The person may just get them walk away. But your assumption because uh, your assumption because she's a black woman. She's going to get aggressive, another word, loud. And then un- not understanding that these words are trigger words, that when they hear these words, they react and almost do what you said they're going to do anyway. Like, and they don't understand that. Sheena, what you got to add, Mama? We've been, we've been, we've been, we've been just talking. Sheena? She might have figured out how to mute her phone. No, I don't think I don't can think y'all a- hear me. Yeah, we can uh, hear you. Okay, wait. I think if your phone locks, I think that mutes it. So I think that's what I'm gonna start doing. Okay, so kiss my cheeks. I think the reason why you're getting emotional is because we're talking about this and it's bringing up a lot of things from our past. Because as I was sitting here listening to Kamisha talk, now I may not have been called aggressive to my face. But I have been called mean. I have been called loud. I have been, um, I remember I was working somewhere and my boss who, um, he is technically a person of a person of Asian descent, but I feel like he felt like he was white. I'm just going to be honest. He said something one time about like, excuse me. Oh, if I, if I did that to you, Sheena, you probably burned my house down. What? Like, this is the workplace. Why would you say something like that to me? You've never seen me do anything even remotely violent. We're at work. Why would you say in front of everybody that I would burn your house down? So those types of things have been said to me. And I remember when I was in high school, there was a biracial black guy that was talking about me being loud in class. And he said to some white girl, and he didn't know that she was my friend, and she came back and told me. And he literally said, just like Terrence did to, um, or no, excuse me, Monty did to Taylor, he said that I was a bad representation of Black people because I was loud. Mm. What? And I think um, as a woman, 
people cannot stand a woman, period, with an opinion that is not afraid to share it. But you add being black on top of it, people cannot stand that. People cannot stand that you will not allow them to disrespect you. They cannot stand that. So now you're mean because you're establishing boundaries. Now you're mean because you're trying to teach people how to treat you. You can call me mean. Are we allowed to curse on here, Kamisha? Yes. You can call me, uh, say I'm the biggest bitch in the world. I don't care. I don't care about you calling me a bitch. I don't care about you calling me mean. I don't care about you calling me angry because you know what I learned? They will call you angry anyway. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how you wear your hair. It doesn't matter what clothes you wear. It doesn't matter how softly you speak. If you're a black woman and you speak up about something, you're angry. So, okay, I'm angry. And because all they're trying to do is silence us. They call you a bitch to get you to shut up. They call you angry to get you to shut up. Okay, so you said it and I didn't shut up. So now what? You don't have any power because you couldn't shut me up. So that's just how I feel. Once I learned that they will call you angry no matter what you do, it was over for me. It was absolutely over for me. Like so many people, I don't know if y'all watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but so many people will talk about Garcelle and say like, you know, I'm glad that she decided to handle this and that situation that way because, you know, otherwise she'd be the angry black woman. She's the angry black woman to so many people anyway. It doesn't matter. So just go ahead and go off and address the situation appropriately because that's what it calls for. So... I just feel like I'm going to do me in life. The people that love me are going to love me. And the people that don't, they were never going to love me anyway. So that's it. Well, ladies, this was my first podcast. I had guests on here. It was exciting. I'm sorry, let me phrase it. Not my first podcast, but like a podcast where I had some queens on here. And we had like a really deep discussion for like 30 minutes. So I'm excited. I'm going to post this. And then... um add you guys information however I can do it and then let you guys also get the link so you can share it on your platform as well um, thank you again to my cheeks thank you again Sheena for being my first guest um, on this new thing I'm doing and anything you want to close out with ladies at all I just want to say this was so cool I didn't know that you could do this this is really cool you don't have to show me how do you do this because I might do it myself and I enjoyed it and thank you for inviting me well, you know how I am. I'm tech. I love technology, and you know I love to um, dig and find out new stuff. Um, Kid Machine knows that too. That's why I love graphics and different crazy things. I'm a big nerd with this stuff. So, um, I found this out before, but I just never found anybody that I did it. I did it intentional time with my my mentees, and it came out pretty good. But um, I've been wanting to do a show where I could just have guests come on, click in, and then I know it's gonna be spread out and i also suggested this for you to be doing anchor before uh sheena but she was like i don't know what you said but i did <laughs> give, i don't remember but i did give this i did suggest this so we'll talk more off the air but anyway and i also suggested to my mentees so this is also something i want you to get into um get my cheese this thing about being a blogger but a blogger um it's a lot um my brand to expand i have podcasts i have twitter i have twitch the gamer world youtube Facebook, Facebook group, it's a lot. I'm constantly posting, constantly doing things. It's a 24-hour job. For me to get the goal that I want to get at, it's going to take me to do all this more and more. So I tell my mentees all the time, it's like, like oh my God, it's a lot. Yeah, I got off work, I'm tired. But I'm going to either do a blog, podcast, post, clip some, some videos, make a short, because right now the shorts 
are number one because YouTube's trying to compete with uh, TikTok. So anybody who's a content creator, um, start uploading a lot of shorts because that's the future. They want to all, everyone wants to copy off of Facebook stories. They are trying to copy off of TikTok. That's the future. So you have quick videos or clips from your shows. Start posting them. I, I mean, I keep up with everything. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, thank you again, ladies, for coming on. And I guess I'm going to end this and send you guys a copy of it or whatever, how this works. Bye. Okay, thank you.